2: STD collectors of reddit, which was your most memorable diagnosis and which is your proudest? I'm a bartender by trade. Couple of years ago I contacted my first STD in the form of gonorrhea. here. I had never dealt with anything like that before So I didn't realize the early warning signs I went to work and roughly an hour into my shift was when things got real uh, Spicy my dong was leaking this horrible white pus and it burned like i had fricked a jar of hot sauce and rubbing alcohol so here i am running my butt off waiting on tables and bar customers and i am behind my customer service voice just an absolute agony every few minutes the pus would dry and glue my dong to the inside of my underwear and then i would walk somewhere and it would tear off magnifying the pain by 10 million i eventually told my manager and basically told her listen i think my dong is about to fall off i need to go and i went to urgent care thank god they cured it just makes me think of those who had it before antibiotics and it never got cured what an awfully painful way to live and die male 30 here I've got GHSV 2 and my confidence has been destroyed since I was diagnosed. I don't even bother trying to date anyone anymore because the disclosure conversation always results in women changing up on me. I've accepted that I can't change it and I've gotten back to laughing again and taking care of myself physically. However when it comes to relationships I can't seem to approach a woman without my own self whispering in my ear. Yo fam, you've got the herbs she's not gonna love ya, anyone know a good shelter to get a dog? Honestly, there are forums support groups for this, you can find people in the same boat, so it becomes a non-issue, now you just have to win them over with your personality, that, I can't help with. TL, DR, thought I had HIV, panicked like mad, but it turned out just to be a easily treatable STI instead, I thought I had HIV once. I had recently been tested and got a text a couple of weeks later saying call this number immediately so I did. It wouldn't go through I tried again. It didn't go through. I had things to do so I left it for a bit and by the time I had finished it was too late to get through anyway. So I googled the number. Little naive me clicked on the first result that appeared. The website was called AIDS map. Alarms bells were ringing at this point but I continued to scroll. The website gave all the spiel about the usual steez etc. And then it had written if you think you have HIV contact your GP immediately and then this number that rang me a line down with nothing else alongside it. This is where I went into panic mode. I got on my cycle and bolted it down to A&E. Trying to ring the person I last slept with. Up, uh, up, uh, up um. So I got a text. Ah oh, man. I can't even say it. I got a text and it says. Ah frick. She was like you've got chlamydia I said with sheer worry in my voice. No. No. No something more life changing. Ah frick. What am I saying? I think I've got. And then I rode my bike over a curb at full speed and it flipped me off. I think I've got HIV. She brushed it off as if I was being stupid. I eventually got to the hospital and went to reception. Hi. I think I've got and then showed her my phone screen where I had typed it out. Hold on a sec. I'll get someone to see you. That someone came and told me essentially that they couldn't tell me my results cause of confidentiality in the way they do it or something, however, they can check my dob and if a test shows up with that then it would give me some sort of peace and the likelihood of two people with the same dob having a test done at the same time was low. I sat in this medical room, almost in tears, scared to death, worried about what to do. She walked in 10 minutes later so this dot that i've checked it doesn't have hiv however they do have chlamydia honestly jumped for joy with so much happiness they kinda looked at me all weird but i didn't care i had chlamydia and not hiv in college i had just gotten a call i had gotten a really great job and typed a text to my mom to share the good news but my phone screen was cracked so job turned into hiv and my mom got a text that said i got the hiv with a smiley face emoji absolute panic ensued with a group family call of 10 people frantically screaming at my joy over this i used to work at this really sketchy company Basically, they sold frozen meat door to door from these little Ford Ranger pickups that had been configured with a freezer. Super sketchy and bizarre on so many level. Long story short, they would hire ex-cons and homeless people. We had a particular homeless man who I will never forget. We will call him Dave Carr. Dave Carr was a crack addict. Usually lived under a bridge in an area in San Jose called The Jungle which was a massive homeless encampment. This guy would knock on random houses in very nice homes and just start screaming at the homeowners about how abortion was wrong and then he had some speech about whales somehow incorporated in there. I really don't know what was going on in his head. But the one story I will never forget was when he told Emmy he was hanging out with all of his homeless friends god knows where and one of the nice homeless junky ladies somehow offered to let him stick his fingers inside of her. Apparently he did this for a little bit and when he pulled them out he said that his hand was covered in all of this green slimy goop. I was 16. I never ever ever forgot that story or David freaking car. Oh and I got the clap once too. That sucked. Totally my fault though. Omaha Steaks, everyone. HIV. I was on a trip on my first commercial flight from Sacramento to San Diego to visit my girlfriend and I didn't feel well. Once I got off the plane I made it to the hotel and had bouts of nausea and diarrhea for a few days straight and finally decided to go to hospital. After waiting hours I was let into a room and some time later an Asian woman wearing a mask and gloves entered. Please leave the room. She told my girlfriend. Let's call Beatrice. No she can stay it's okay. I said. The doctor still hadn't looked at me but looked back to Beatrice. I think you should leave. I looked to Beatrice and said can you please wait outside. Right as the door closed the doctor said, you have HIV. My mind instantly started racing, trying to problem solve. I can't have AIDS. I got tested before being with Beatrice and I was clean. I said, the doctor again you have HIV while avoiding eye contact. I looked at my palms and for the first time in my life they were sweating, really sweating. I said again, I can't. I've been tested, the doctor flipped a page and asked my name, which I responded, and finally the doctor's eyes made contact with my own. I'm so sorry, I have the wrong chart, you have strep throat and laryngitis, I remember the world ending and then the feeling the most relief I've ever experienced in my life. When I told Beatrice the whole story she awkwardly laughed and said, But you don't have AIDS. Right to this day when I tell people what happened a good portion say but you don't have AIDS. Right whole lot of frickin' nope. I once had a bladder infection and my doctor recommended me getting an STD test as well because bladder infections in men can be an indicator of STDs. So I got it done and told my GF about it. She didn't seem too surprised or even interested. When the results came back negative, to be sure, meaning no STD, I decided to play a prank on my GF at the time. During dinner I told her listen honey, we have something to talk about, the STD test it came back positive. Now for the past one, five years you are the only one I've fricked. So, I don't really know how I got it. She looked at me, put her fork down, hands before her face and ran into the bedroom. Well, that's not what I expected. After contemplating for a minute I decided that I had to hope for her thinking I was blaming her for cheating on me. While she didn't, that must mean that I am the one who cheated, which is why she is now upset right, yeah, that must be it. I knocked on the door and entered slowly, as she was crying on the bed and uttered an apology, it, was, not, suhu who opposed, to ha 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 naive hopes shattered, I actually caught my gf, now ex, obviously, cheating on me by joking about an std test I had to take because of a bladder infection, great. Holy crap. I was in Morocco and had fricked unprotected a fellow backpacker. The experience was equally tepid and exhilarating, and shamefully brief. Three days later a flaky substance begun to appear on my shaft and I was worried. I tried to rub it off with hand soap to no avail, followed by moisturizer thinking it was dry skin. Things were getting worse. I occasionally splashed water on my piece hoping that would help. It didn't and the flackiness was increasing. I was 19 and halfway around the globe from my home, absolutely ill-equipped to seek medical attention or support, let alone for an ailment that I was starting to conclude may have been a consequence from the best 4 minutes of my young life in the communal washroom at the hostel. I recalled doctor's clinic near the main square and dutifully made my way there mid-afternoon, trapsed up some windy stairs and plonked myself in a completely abandoned waiting room. By now my modest member was fully flaking and like anything I could inflict on myself, including the truly joyous transition my parents made from dial-up to broadband in 07. I was confused by the fact that not a single soul was in the waiting room, not even a receptionist. Curiously the opening times printed in old letters said it opened at 3pm. I sat and waited and a number of parents and kids made their way in. By 4pm the place was bustling with families. Kids kicked paper soccer balls around and I sat there aching. As the only foreigner in there I was a conspicuous presence, holding my tender dong through my pants which had now started to itch. Finally a doctor arrived, and walked through the waiting room to the, I think, consultation room. But before he entered, he spotted me probably because I was clearly the only foreigner and asked me what's wrong. Just to be clear, across a busy waiting room, a Moroccan doctor eyeballed me and asked me what my ailment was in front of probably 25 people and kids. I was a bit surprised, he repeated, what's wrong, I stammered what, scratching my dong, what is wrong he asserted again, almost annoyed, ah, can we speak privately, I offered in return, tell me what the problem is he said again across the room, at this point I was truly at a loss, I felt like I wasn't gonna get anywhere and the increasingly dire state of my dong had made me scared and impatient, it's my dong doctor, it's my dong, Very sore. I said very clearly to try and beat the language barrier. I think I gestured at my dong. I am. Ah. Doctor for children he said. And suddenly the abundance of children and parents made sense. As did the after school hours of opening. Anyway I left and paid a cabbie $300 US to take me to a western medical center where I was diagnosed with a very treatable case of gonorrhea. So not me personally but in my undergrad, one of the football players apparently liked taking the condom off during fricking, which, by the way, is physical assault. And he gave a girl chlamydia. She told him that she got it from him and he said he would go get treated and then they hooked up again after she was cleared and she gave it to him again, doing the same crappy thing. And then she confronted him and he admitted he didn't actually get treated. He just didn't care. She went to campus police because he knew he had chlamydia and removed the condom during freaking anyway and that's really freaking not okay. They refused to do anything. Might have had something to do with him being one of the stars of the team. So she instead used all of her remaining printing pages to write up her story and then posted to pretty much every bulletin board. Posting wall. and building door on campus so yeah, everyone on campus knew he had chlamydia and was a dickbag that takes a condom off during freaking holy crap good on her for destroying him when the freaking schools wouldn't i got herpes from my ex after being with him for four years when i got the diagnoses i realized that he never cared about me and was just using me i worked two jobs took care of our daughter when i got home and still kept the housework up all while he went to school basically he had stopped going to class that his dad paid for and was messing around with three different girls well karma's is a b and he got what he deserved he said i was never home so we could never frick." i did it once a week because i was working and never talk honestly this post has brought up a lot of memories that i wish never existed but i'm just happy i'm finally focusing on myself if i would have never found out i probably would have forgave him and be stuck Sybil so had taken but survived my ex, second physical partner ever, waited until he had a breakout, then gave me herpes on purpose. How do I know this? Because he told me. When I got back from the doctor I asked him why he hadn't told me and his words were, and I quote, I knew you would leave me if you knew. So I gave it to you because it will be harder if you find someone else to be with once you got it. Now you are more likely to stay with me. Worst part is, he was right. My 20 year old self was convinced I was completely ruined and unlovable and might as well stay with him versus risking being alone the rest of my life. Thankfully I woke the frick up about a year later, but that was a dark time in my life. That was 15 years ago and this butthole still sends me DMs asking for pictures of my feet, if that gives you any kind of idea of what kind of dude we're talking about here. That's a crime. I was a month away from turning 21 and working with a rowdy group of traveling metal fabricators on a temporary job somewhere like an hour south of Detroit MI. These crazy old bastards were adamant about blowing all of their pretty money that we got after work every day. $100, important later, and wanted to go to a strip club. I had never been to one, and thought it would be a cool experience. In hindsight I clearly wasn't thinking at all, club environments are not for me. To add context. My social skills are on par with those of small children. Everyone knew me as the most quiet kid in school. I've never been comfortable even discussing pornography with other men. Much less going to a strip club full of them. But I didn't want to be left out at the hotel by myself either. Anyway, we arrive. As I wasn't 21 yet, I sat at the bar drinking bottled water by myself. Trying to take everything in and analyze the environment. Out of nowhere, a stripper comes up grabs my wrist, and starts dragging me to the back room, apparently I was being summoned for a lap dance that my co-workers decided to pay for without my knowledge, I didn't mind, but wasn't excited either, fast forward maybe 30 minutes, and she informs me that not only do they charge 20 dollars per song, but that I owe her for 3 of them, this was news to me, the only thing I had on me was the $100 bill I had gotten after work that day. I handed it to her fully expecting $40 worth of change. But then this story would have never been worth telling. What I'm about to say next is difficult to describe in text. Because the entire exchange happened so fast that I hardly had time to process any of it. She takes the bill. Pushes me back down on the couch. Hops on. Unzips my pants. Reaches in. And pulls it out all in one swift motion it seemed. She had clearly done this a time or two, so here I, an artist in the most awkward position I've ever been in, sat on this couch doing the thing, when a bouncer busts the door open screaming you can't do that crap here. Thankfully, he actually never said a word to me. He marched her down the hall and I returned to my group, in complete shock of it all. I casually look at my friend and say I just banged her because what else is there to say in that situation? They reacted in disbelief as most would. The timing was incredible though because she immediately came running out of the manager's office crying and yelled he called me a fricking w loud enough for everyone to hear. When we left we saw her in the parking lot with her bags packed. A few days later I was back home in my own state. One morning I wake up p razzle blades. I was scared to death I had caught something I'd never be able to get rid of, turned out to be chlamydia. I caught it early so I only needed a shot of antibiotics and some pills. I'm not proud of this but it's one of the craziest stories I've got. I was be curious and my first experience with a man. I ended up with a raging basket of crabs. This is back when craigslist personals was around. I always used to browse and chat with guys but was never brave enough to take the plunge. Finally I pulled the trigger, hooked up with this married guy, it was an okay experience. A couple weeks later I noticed some red spots in my underwear, I also noticed sort of these scabs or goosebumps at the base of my pubes, I figured it was a fungal rash or dry skin, I get that sometimes so I used ketoconazole that I already have. After a few days there is no improvement. I'm not really noticing any excessive itching. Just the bumpiness and dryness and that my underwear is getting pinker and pinker every day. One day I'm at work and I see what look like small scabs on my forearm. I think to myself that I don't remember getting scraped there and I pick them off. Not thinking much else about it. At some point I pick out the scabs on my pubes and look at it and notice they are moving. It still takes me a while at this point but I finally come to the conclusion that I have crabs. Then it takes me even longer to figure out where I got it because I go into other people homes for work and thought that I could've even got it there. Well I start getting emails from the guy I hooked up with and one finally says I don't know if you gave me crabs or I gave you crabs. Then I shot back, you definitely gave them to me. Then starts the journey of me getting rid of these things. It had become such an infestation because I didn't realize what it was and I am so freaking hairy that it was basically all over my crotch and butt. It took months to get rid of, like 4 months. Treatments. Shaving. Combing. Treatments. Shaving. Finally the only thing that worked was shaving everything square inch between my belly button and my knees and then using the heavy duty NYX shampoo again and again. Even when I had nothing. Just in case, I would not recommend it to anyone but in hindsight it's better than any of these drippy dong disease I'm currently reading about in this thread. The best part of the whole thing was the guy that gave them to me, emails me months later and asks if I want to hook up again, now that takes some serious crab covered balls. I defiantly said no, he wasn't that good. This is a, kind of sad, chlamydia story, freaking as self harm is a thing. I was using promiscuous behavior as an unhealthy coping method for mental disorders I hadn't yet been diagnosed with. When I was 20 my dad got cancer for the third time and I was his home carer. He died 6 months later. When I moved back home to look after my dad I stopped sleeping around. What started as grief turned into a whole system meltdown. I attempted suicide multiple times and was on a crisis track with an eating disorder. A year after my dad died I was down to 97 pounds. 21. 5 feet 2. The thing about anorexia is that it destroys your kidneys and your heart first. I started getting UTs. I'd get lectured and more hours in therapy and more CBT homework about healthy food habits and a big hump of antibiotics. 6 weeks later it would be back. Repeat this cycle for 3 years, during which time I was totally celibate, because, ick now, grieving and crazy, with the very first duty, getting asked when were you last active in your private life my answer was a year and a half ago, my whole team of doctors and therapists assumed that all my ailments circled back to my anorexia, I also had chronic tachycardia BC of a drug interaction but again, the doctors didn't notice that because of course anorexia ruins heart muscles. Go forward 3 years of celibacy and UT suffering, another UT pops up, but I'm in a different country for grad school, so it's not my usual doctor from home, this one, per policy, does STI screenings, winner winner chicken dinner, I have chlamydia, I was so, so angry, almost 4 years of symptoms had been written off by my whole team of healthcare workers because your body is failing because of the anorexia, you have to work harder at getting better, anyway. It was treated 3 consecutive courses of the right kind of antibiotics and my kidneys are scarred up to heck but I'm alive and clap free, this is now another 3 years behind me, I'm still salty about it. HPV, or maybe not, this year in February I noticed small wart like growths down there, I immediately called my partner, and he shrugged it off like me falsely self diagnosing and basically just told me to stop worrying and go see a doctor. The next day I called to the office, told the nurse what was going on and she said that I can come in 2 weeks, I was pretty upset about it, I just wanted to get it treated, not wait for so long, but anyways, the day of my appointment comes, the doctor tells me that it's HPV and I have to get it treated in a hospital under anesthesia, I started panicking because I'm 19 and I really didn't want my parents to know, but anyways, I got an appointment for the surgery and was told that I have to go to my GP to do some tests, which just made it 100 times worse because my GP is also my aunt. So I went there, told her what was going on. She somehow managed to stay professional and did the tests. A couple days later I got a call from the hospital saying that because of the pandemic, they cancel all appointments unless it's a life-death situation. Two weeks later, the wards disappeared in June. I went to my OBGYN with a yeast infection, she asked about the warts, I said that they disappeared, she looked at me kinda confused and said that it could be another diagnosis, but the only way to find out is to take a pap smear, which the insurance company only covers once a year, so now I have to wait until October to find out WTF happened. Weight collectors like people who have had a lot of the people running tests, I can definitely say my most memorable patients, S was a couple, technically more the woman and couple, who had been together since like 19 or something and in 30s and never got tested because they were in long term relationship. Turns out one of them had chlamydia before getting together and they'd both then had it for like decade plus, came in because were having fertility issues. Chlamydia left and treated that long will, or at least can cause infertility. Getting her test results was heartbreaking for her because we found the cause of the problem and unfortunately it's irreversible at that point. If it's left untreated for that long it can cause scarring. TL. DR. Get yourself routinely tested. Not all STEs have symptoms and untrusted STEs can have long-term ramifications on your health and reproductive system. If you are new to the channel, you can subscribe. I publish new videos every day, until then, check another video.